Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It is Monday, February 22nd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Royals' full squad reported Monday with position players joining pitchers and catchers who'd been there for several days. We're going to hear from some of the pitchers today, a mix of starters and relievers, all of them veterans. Danny Duffy kicks it off. He's the longest-tenured Royals pitcher starting his 11th season with the club. Duffy ranks in the franchise's top 10 in strikeouts, starts, and innings pitch, and figures to be part of the rotation again this season. He's always been an interesting guy to talk to. Remember when he said, bury me a Royal? And he had plenty of interesting things to say to reporters this past week. We'll take a break and then hear from three more pitchers. Greg Holland and Wade Davis were two-thirds of the fantastic HDH core of relievers, along with Kelvin Herrera, for the Royals in 2014 and 15. Holland returned to the Royals last season and was terrific. Davis is back since being traded to the Cubs after the 2016 season for Jorge Soler. Both talk about their Royals reunion. Finally, we'll hear from Brad Keller, who's beginning his fourth season with the Royals, but says he doesn't yet feel like a veteran. The interviews were conducted with reporters and broadcasters who regularly cover the Royals. So let's get started with Danny Duffy. Hey, Danny, how you doing, man? How was the offseason? Good, man. That's good. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, let me, uh, I guess, let me just start off with, um, I think back in December, we saw where uh, it looked like you were changing your jersey number. Um, to free up 41 for Santana. And it looked like maybe at first you were grabbing um, Monty's old number. And obviously this week we saw you got 30. Can you just sort of take us through um, how you came to that decision, what the process was? It sounded like there were some people that it was important for you to check with to um, before you made all that happen. Yeah, you know, um, Santana, obviously when he signed, he's been 41 his whole career. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that's, you know, just – thankful to be on this team and um, he's it's a very important number to him and you know by all means bro take it you know it's a I want him to feel welcome and um you know I wasn't really overly concerned with uh you know which number I got um and then somebody um mentioned that you know Ace's old number would uh eventually be recirculated and uh you know it was mentioned to me from a, a few different people um that it would be a really cool deal to be able to honor him. So, um, yeah, I jumped at that opportunity, but, you know, it's going to be cool knowing that, you know, I got his old number on my back and, um, you know, rep him and honor him however I can. Do you remember who it was that, um, like you said, a couple people mentioned it. I mean, was it anybody in particular that sort of like it, it hit you when they said, Hey man, you know, like for them to suggest that you wear that number. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably just, um, reserve that because I don't I don't I don't I don't know if you know anybody wanted to be mentioned for that but there was definitely a few people who encouraged me to take it um you know it definitely wasn't my idea um but when I was presented with the opportunity I was um for one very humbled and uh two you know eager to um have ha- take that chance so um it, it'll, it'll be cool man and I, I figured if it's going to be re- recirculated. Um, it, it would be nice for, you know, one of the boys who knew him to um, be able to wear it. So um, I'm, I'm really thankful that, you know, they, they kind of bestowed that honor upon me. Did um, I think when they, they posted on social media, they mentioned that um, you had uh, sort of got the blessing of somebody, 
Giordano's family? How how important was that for you? And I mean, did you how did that go? I mean, did you talk to somebody directly or? I, I asked a few people. I mean, I was really the only um, kind of I, I guess it sounds kind of arrogant, but that was kind of the only requirement for me was to make sure that, um, you know, Mary saw um, was cool with it. So um, I, I was I was told that that she was she was more than happy and um, to to allow me to wear it. I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, that that humbled me even further. So it's a big deal, man. And um, I'm excited to uh, to wear it. Well, Danny, uh, what, what's this offseason been like for you? Just I mean, I know last year this time we talked about not staying cobwebby. So I just wonder this time what 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 the offseason was like. Yeah, um, I kind of just kept from a uh, performance standpoint, I kind of just kept the same ideology that I had during the quarantine and that was continue to throw. I felt great in spring training last year. Um, I kept playing catch, uh, did not stop playing catch for the first time in any offseason. Um, I really liked the way it felt at the end of the season. I had some really rocky starts in the middle part of it, albeit, you know, we played for 60 days, but the middle part of it was a bit of a struggle for me. Um, so I liked how I felt at the end, um, you know, minus that lone relief appearance. And I still really liked the way I felt in that one. So I wanted to keep that and not have to uh, kind of reteach myself. Um, so we just kept playing catch, man. I, I probably took three or four weeks off of throwing off of the mound. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was my process. Just lift uh, like a maniac, try to work on the things um, in the weight room that I have uh, deficiencies on and um, just try to get better that way and not focus so much on what I know I'm good at. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it was a different off season. I mean, 2020 was a heck of a year in every way. Um, so, you know, I wanted to come in, take some things that I learned last year and try to apply them to this off season. Stepping in to camp. I mean, what, what's, what's your mindset? What's your, I mean, I guess, how happy are you to, to be back around the guys and just be back, um, with a new clean slate. Yeah, you know, this is uh this is camp number 14 for me, man, and every year is a little bit different coming in, but the excitement is what is similar to each year. The first couple of days, the first week, the first two weeks, I think it'll, you know, probably resonate a lot more this year just because I think we're so thankful to get a full season in. Um, you know, it's exciting, man. It, it's cool. We got some new faces in here. We got some uh familiar faces in here. Uh feels like a reunion kind of on my end of the locker and uh it's really exciting, man. I think we got some dudes that got a lot left in the tank, and I think we got some kids that are uh, just getting going that are really, really good. So it's exciting. It's exciting to think about what we, uh, what, what our ability is going to be this year. Danny, I know it's tough to compare teams with with past teams, but many of us on the outside always like to look back to those 13, 14, 15, 16 teams. Does the feel, the anticipation, the belief in that clubhouse feel similar to any of those squads? I think this one's a different animal um, in that there's a few dudes that didn't um, get to taste the big leagues last year that, um, you know, for obvious reasons, number standpoint, there was not much in the form of a minor leagues, but they didn't get to, uh, they didn't get to experience that taste of the big leagues. They didn't get to when maybe they would have if, if the world was normal, but uh, I think it's different, but it's, it's also similar in, in dudes like Brady Singer who um, had a phenomenal rookie season. Um, you know, a lot of dudes in there, man. And um, I think uh, we got uh, a, a taste of some success last year and, um, you know, in, in spouts. And, um, 
you know, the record obviously didn't end up the way we wanted it to, but we had some good, we had some good stretches there. And I think dudes are uh, really understanding who they are in the big leagues and just getting started on that. Um, and that's a really fun time. Your expectation every year is, you know, 30 starts, take the ball every fifth day, coming off a, a, a 60 game season. Can that expectation, is that uh, an honest expectation when you, you didn't throw that much last year? For me, for myself? Yes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going in um, with the mindset that I need to maintain my health. I need to maintain. It's just the same thing every year, man. Last year, um, you know, I felt really good throughout um, physically. Uh, I want to keep it that way, which is why I kept throwing in the offseason. Um, and I had the capability, you know, I had the I had the opportunity to because of that exact fact. I, I didn't make that many stars last year. So, um, yeah, my expectation is to uh, go out there and, and stay healthy. Um, you know, have that kind of, uh, I don't know how to put it delicately. I had some teammates who had a, a term for it, but I'm, I'm just going to say, just kind of have that primal mentality. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I feel, I feel a lot more at peace with, with everything. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we have, you know, in our hands right now. Danny, uh, last year was so, um, unprecedented just because of, you know, just the situation and, you know, all the different protocols and everything. I wondered for you, when you look back at it, what was the, um, the biggest adjustment, um, you know, aside from the on-field stuff, like playing in front of no fans and that sort of stuff and the empty ballpark, but like behind the scenes, what was the biggest adjustment? Um, just, you know, that you guys was sort of new to you last year and maybe is a little bit more familiar this year as you get ready to go back into a sort of a similar type situation. Um, I think, you know, at, at the field, it was different, um, which I totally understand with the protocols. Um, you know, there were instances where you're the only guy in the clubhouse and, you know, you don't have a mask on for five seconds and someone's coming to tell you to put your mask on, um, who's not an employee of the team. You know, I mean, that's, that's part of it, man. And we need to be more focused upon wearing our masks as much as we can, you know, as much as we remember as, as just kind of make it a part of us. I think that was the biggest adjustment, but you know, it's not normal, but um, I think that it's uh, very crucial that we all kind of just treat the mask as a part of our face for a while, which is uh, really annoying, but it's very important. Um, that was the biggest adjustment for me. And kind of, I mean, I went, I went to a grocery store twice last year and I was extremely careful. I had to go get food and I was worried about, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you know, and I don't think that even when the world is normal again, that that's going to be something we could just jump right back into, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's just part of it, man. And then you go home, things are a little bit more um, lax, you know, you could, but, but, but we get back here and it's right back at it. And we just need to remember how we got through last year, healthy as a whole. I mean, we were very good at being careful. We were very good at following the protocols. Our team, uh, dude, I'm so proud of the way we went about it because it was frustrating at times, but we banded together and we did the right things. And uh, that, that was really good on our part. Do you think um, this, the fact that you guys sort of had to do it last year, um, I don't know if easier is the right word, but I mean, just going at it again and sort of jumping back into a similar situation, does it make it at all easier or just more, I mean, I don't know if it could be more comfortable, but I mean, doing it again, is it a little bit easier the second time around, I guess? <sighs> I haven't, I haven't done it yet. So we'll see. <laughs> I, uh, 
You know, I, I think I was just talking to Keller about it. I think that we made it our normal. It's going to be a little bit easier to kind of work around. Um, but we're also fortunate to have who we have in our corner. Man, our training staff is tops in the league. You know, our coaching staff is tops in the league. Our front office is tops in the league. And we're all pulling on the same end of the rope as far as that's concerned. If there's somebody who's, you know, maybe lagging on the mask wearing, which I haven't seen, I know that it's going to, we're going to, you know, jump on it. Um, and myself included, you know, if I'm, if I'm for, you know, being careless uh, and, you know, people I hope will call me on it too, but we, we need to know what we have. We need to play. We want to play. We have a really good opportunity. We got a lot of talent in that clubhouse and we don't want to do anything to compromise that. Switching gears. You talked about, sort of, you know, some of the um, new faces coming in. I wondered when you look at what the, uh, the front office did picking up guys like Santana, Miner, um, Michael Taylor, Benintendi, like does, is there a, sort of a, a message you think that's sent when the front office sort of makes some aggressive moves in the off season um, that sort of trickles down to you guys, you know, uh, about what the expectations are going into this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Carlos Santana's, I mean, he puts together some of the best, best at bats that you'll see. I mean, he's a tough out. I feel like I just learned how to get him out last year after nine seasons. So, um, and here we are now he's on my team. So, uh, but he's a really good hitter, man, from both sides of the plate. He could feel his position. Um, you know, we, we got Ben Intendi, who's a solidified dude in the league. He's a stud. Um, happy to not have to face him anymore as well. Um, it, it, minor, I mean, I played with Mikey a couple years ago, and I, I really love being around the guy. He's the ultimate competitor, and he's going to be somebody who gives us a lot of innings and, um, you know, is consistent. So, um I mean, obviously with Wade and Greg back, that's unreal too. Uh, um, I, I'm really, really happy that they're back, and um, it's it's just we, we got we got a few more few more dudes in there, and a couple of the the younger guys are gonna get you know even more time under their belt, more experience, and um, the sky's the limit. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, as a reminder, we're going to hear from Greg Holland and Wade Davis. They were interviewed together. And after them, we'll hear from Brad Keller. Here we go with Holland and Davis. Wade, uh, hi, uh, Lynn Worthy from the Kansas City Star. Um, I wanted to ask you just um, what uh, what went into your decision to come back? What's it been like um, being back in the Royals uniform and um, just being back in camp? Uh, I mean, a lot of it had to do with just, uh, you know, knowing the the area and, and, the, and the organization, you know, the, these, you know, the COVID Baseball type is kind of a, an interesting deal where, you know, if I, if I was to go with a team like in a city or something like that and not know anything about the city, I think that would have been a tough a tough one to navigate with family and kids and everything. So other than just loving the organization and and, and knowing some guys here and, and the whole staff, 
you know, it, it just definitely felt like a good, good place to be. What, um, the last year, I know you, you've dealt with a little bit of shoulder issue. And um, so how would you describe sort of the, the end of the time there in Colorado? And were you looking for something more familiar? I mean, aside from just the COVID stuff? Oh, no, I mean, I, I wanted to be here. You know, I talked to Greg about it a long time ago. You know, this is definitely a place I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, last year was interesting for everybody and, you know, it didn't go great for me personally, but, you know, I feel great and I'm definitely excited to be here. Did any of that, did you have any physical stuff that lingered into the off season or you've been pretty much full go? No, when I got back uh, last year at the end of the season, I felt great and, you know, just didn't, didn't pan out and here I am. Hey, Wade, uh, Annie Rogers with MLB.com and it's nice to meet you. Um, you, you said you're, you're ready to go. What, what is the first few days of camp been like and, and how, how does your stuff feel um, with, with some of your bullpens um, just in these first few days? Uh, bullpens felt good. Uh, body feels good. Uh, meeting some new guys around here. Uh, it seems like a, a really good group of people, uh, which you fully expect, you know, with, with Dayton and the way he runs things, you know, you fully expect to come into a, a great group of people. And it's good seeing some of the, the trainers and, and the coaches that, that I've known in the past. And it definitely feels like I'm at home. Has there been anything, you know, different uh, from your from when you were here before and now getting in? I know you're you know, meeting lots of new people and, and this young core that they've got going up. What are what are your first impressions on on what this roster looks like? I mean, it looks like there's a lot of young studs. You know, there's a lot of big, strong guys in here with good arms and a lot of confident people. And I don't think that's different than it was before. It's just a different group. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get to know people and, and have a good spring training. Hey, Holly, um, what what is it like? I mean, obviously, this is the second year coming back for you. But what's it like to have the two of you guys sitting there again? I mean, did you ever think that would happen? Um, is it... Um, Start is it one of those things where it starts to get you know sort of flashbacks or is it just really different this time around? I mean, how how what's the the dynamic like there? Uh, it's exciting, you know. I, I guess I was naive. I I just assumed we would be on the same team till we decided to quit playing baseball. Uh, but that's not you know it's obviously not how it works in this game a lot of times. But um, you know we uh, we were part of something special. Um, means a lot to me, and and I'm glad that uh, that Wade's back and. I fully expect us to uh, to just go get outs as a bullpen collectively, and and I think Wade's going to be a huge part of that. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm just super excited for it. Um, we've got off to a good start as as a pitching staff so far. It's early, but um, you know, a lot to look forward to. And uh, Holly, what? How different was it last year for you to come into camp at a place that was familiar, but with a lot of different faces and sort of you know being in a different role than maybe when you had been there for a long time when you come in new and you're trying to sort of earn a spot, but you're also a veteran who sort of had some track record with that organization. Uh, I think it was easy for me just because uh, it's pretty seamless transition, you know, Salvi and Gordo and, uh, and Duff were still here, guys I'd played with. And, you know, like, uh, like Wade was saying, the organization's always done a great job of getting a lot of high character guys in here and, from the moment I walked in to the locker room, uh, I felt like I'd never left. So I think there's a lot to be said about a comfort level um, and being able to perform. And, and that definitely helped me quite a bit uh, going into spring training and feeling comfortable right off the get-go. And then you just realize that, you know, the way the game's transitioned anyway, I, I don't think having a set role uh, 
matters as much as it used to. I, I think it's more dependent on just getting big outs in big situations, and that can be, you know, any time of the game. Uh, and I think that's kind of where the game is going uh, at the moment. So you just got to be ready. Um, and I think Mike did a great job of telling us, like, you might not have the eighth or ninth inning, but, you know, it gets later in the game, you know, this part of the order comes up, be looking to get on the mound and get ready. And um, that's all you're really looking for is kind of a heads up and and we'll roll it out there in different combinations. Uh, but the main focus is just to get people out. And Wade, um, along those lines, is there – is it a different feel? Or I guess how is it different coming into a camp with a, a organization that you know, but with some new new staff or, um, you know, just a, a coming to it from somewhere else as opposed to having uh, been there for a while? I mean, I feel like every year, uh, whether you're in the minor leagues or coming up, you're always meeting, you know, you're always on a different team, you know, in general. You're bringing in new guys and you've got different coaching staffs and different philosophies. And and I just feel like that's kind of a good thing. It's like a fresh face to, to go be a part of. And, you know, I've obviously got a lot to, to, to prove and here and, and to try to get an opportunity here. Uh, you know, it just feels uh, like it does really feel at home, but just with a fresh face, it, it's a, seems like a pretty cool atmosphere. Hey guys. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys just about, I know there's no manual going from a 60 game season to 162 and you guys each had your own things going on last season but how do you feel like you're, you're prepared for that jump and I'm I'm wondering actually if you started preparing for this jump last season in in some ways I I haven't thought twice about it Sam to be honest with you um I'm just looking to be in a good spot uh come opening day you know just like any other camp um I, I think uh it might be a little different for starting pitchers but I, I know as a reliever um the whole time we were quarantined, most of us were throwing throwing high intensity. You know, I was throwing 40, sometimes 50 pitch bullpens just to kind of simulate getting my arm tired and fatigued. Uh, so I don't know if there'll necessarily be an adjustment playing uh, a more normal schedule this year, but I, I don't think it's anything you can really worry about. Um, I'm just looking to uh, get myself in a good spot come opening day. Greg, you, you touched on the, the great run you guys had. Do you look back now and kind of appreciate either one of you just how dominant you guys were? Uh, I try not to, to be honest with you, but it's uh, it's something that uh, is going to be a highlight of my career, regardless of you know how how long I've got left to play this game. I I know uh, you know watching some of those playoff games and just realizing um, how meaningful they were to the city and and to us individually uh, is pretty special. Um, I try not to jump into those that thought process during the course of a season or anything, but I know that when I'm done um, playing this game that I'll, I'll be able to uh, sit back and really enjoy uh, a lot of memories that, um, that are going to be dear to me. How about you, Wade? Oh, man, I, I love watching all those games. You know, me, and my, me and my kids watch them on replay in the winter all the time. Uh, you know, it's, it's exciting stuff to look back on. But uh, as far as mindset, the same way, you know, you, you're, you're on to the next – next year, next pitch, whatever it is, uh, no matter what, you know, next thing, uh, even after baseball. So I'm, I'm, I feel the same way about it. And do either of you guys ever keep in touch with Calvin Herrera? Yeah. You keep in touch with him, right? I mean, as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of guys. I think that's the, the greatest part of this game is the, the connections you make uh, with people from all, all different walks of life. And, um, you know, Calvin's way up there. For me, I, you know, we grinded it out. Uh, you know, 
he he pitched some really huge spots on short rest or no rest, and and you respect that, but you also re- respect the the type of person he is. Hey, Brad, um, how's camp thus far? Uh, it's going really good. Um, you know, we got a we got a buzz here. That's a lot of fun to be around. Um, the guys, from what I've seen, have been throwing unreal. We got a lot of talent in this clubhouse, and uh, I'm really excited to watch uh, once game start. Everybody's talked about the buzz. Um, I remember last year we talked about just how much energy there was. How do you, like, feel that when you're there? Like, how do you see that? I mean, I just think it's the way guys carry themselves um, throughout the day. Like, like guys have a lot more energy. Um, They're excited to be here. They're excited to go out there, even if it's just, you know, PFPs or something. They're just excited to be here. So um, I think that's the best way to tell. Brad, what kind of potential does this rotation have compared to the ones you've been with in Kansas City the last few years? I mean, a ton. I mean, we got a lot of veteran uh, experience in the rotation, especially adding um, a guy like Mike Miner, who's you know been through it all, been around the been around the league a little bit, um, been through the ups and downs. Um, just kind of see the way he goes about his business and stuff. I mean, a lot of the young guys um, can pick up off of that. You know, I think watching some of the guys lives yesterday, um, just a ton of talent. And uh, like I said, I'm excited once games start to see how they compete. You feel like a veteran now, especially with all those uh, <laughs> uh, young guys in the, in the rotation? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I was having that conversation uh, this morning. It's like, you know, I still try to look up to the veteran guys and see, you know, how they carry themselves. And, you know, I don't think I'll ever con- consider myself a veteran. Hey, Brad. Um, just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Annie Rogers, a new beat writer for MLB.com, taking over for Flaney. Um, wanted to just ask you a little bit about what your goal is this season. When we talked to Mike Matheny earlier this week, and he was saying that they, they need you to you know, be strong, be able to carry a lot of innings, um, especially here early in the season. Is that kind of what you've been looking at? And, and how have you prepared your body, both in the offseason and, and now, to be able to do that for this team? Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – you know, with the way last year went with not a lot of guys being able to throw a lot of innings, I think it's important to come into camp um, ready to go right off the bat. Um, you know, I think I took a, a lot more emphasis on conditioning this offseason um, to come in and be ready to take innings right away. Um, I think personally that was the best way to do it. Uh, you know, I think with the way the schedule's lined up, we got to be ready right off the rip, um, especially if we're going to run, you know, with all the off days early on, I don't know how um, the rotation is going to set up. So we got to be ready to go right as soon as the, the ball drops. So I think that was the biggest thing was just uh, a lot more conditioning this off season. Brad, you dealt with uh, obviously a shortened season last year. Didn't get the type of preparation you wanted with a lot of stuff going off the field with you and your physical condition, obviously dealing with everything with COVID. How proper is it for you to now get that full camp going in and how you feel you can improve off of what you did, uh, the short kind of time limit you had last season? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, improving off of last year, um, for me personally, just, you know, fine-tuning some some pitches, um, working on a changeup that, you know, I, I started throwing middle of last year, um, you know, fine-tuning mechanics. But, you know, as a whole, I just think, um, you know, we, we ended the season on a – on a good month. And like I said, with the additions we had, the buzz in this clubhouse, I don't think it's going to be tough for us to get off to a good start just because, you know, the the energy level here is just through the roof and um, it's a lot of fun to be around. 
what do you see out of Brady and Chris that make you think they're in in line for an even improved uh, 2021? Just, I mean, you know, the, they're experienced um, beyond their years, honestly. Like, you know, watching Singer go in and out between every start, um, you know, through the ups and downs last year with, you know, such composure and uh, ability to kind of navigate through some rough outings to go out there and potentially throw, a, you know, a no-hitter. I mean, it was it's really fun to watch. And same thing with Chris. I mean, just – and he's probably got one of the best change-ups in the game. It's fun to watch him go out there and – you know, even when he doesn't have his best stuff, his changeups on, and he's able to dominate um, and at least get us to six. So that's all you can ask for a starter. I mean, obviously, we want to, we want to go deeper, but you know, like I said, they're they're mature beyond their eight, beyond their years. So um, you know, I'm, I'm excited once a full season, see what they can do the whole year. Red, you mentioned the changeup. We've talked about it like 50 times probably over the last few years. Um, where is that pitch now? What'd you do this off season? taking it from last year to, to get it to where it is now? Um, you know, I think it's – I have a little bit more confidence in it now. Um, this offseason, I really just focused on throwing it and getting comfortable with it. Um, I think that was the biggest thing in years past. Um, I just never had a lot of confidence in being able to bring it into a game. And um, last year, they kind of forced me to throw into games, and um, I got really good results from it. And I think that was just kind of a – uh, like eye-opening to myself that I can throw this in games, have confidence, and get results. So just kind of get over that mental hurdle and uh, just get more consistent with it and be able to throw it to to both sides, um, lefties and righties. And I think that's just the biggest thing is consistency with it. Hey, Brad, you uh, touched on uh, Mike Miner, but just kind of curious with, the new, with all the guys showing up tomorrow, your thoughts on some of the new faces that you're going to see and some of the off-season moves that the Royals made? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's huge. Uh, actually, the night before I got here was the Ben Attendees trade. Um, and I know when I got here, I saw Mike right away. And first thing I said was, uh, how about that trade? I mean, that was just, it was incredible. I mean, it was, I mean, it's a huge gift for us. I mean, especially adding Santana and uh, Michael Taylor, like guys like that, just that have been in the league, been been the playoffs, been able to compete and um, kind of bring that experience in this clubhouse is you know, something that we're really, uh, we're really excited to have. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, playoff experience is, is tough to come by. And, you know, we got it in our bullpen with, with Wade and Greg. And, you know, now we got in our position players uh, outside of Salvi. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Hey, we have another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a time to subscribe. The Royals are at spring training. March Madness is right around the corner. And it's never not chief season. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email kirkoff at kcstar.com i will get you to the right place so whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in kansas city and helping us produce programs like sports beat kc 
Thanks for listening, and we will be back on Tuesday with another episode.